may seem a little curious that while we are getting ready for the birth of baby Jesus, we get a bunch of readings that don't directly talk about or involve Jesus, because this is the Sunday where we get to talk about John the Baptist. Um, we get actually two gospel readings. We're sneaky this Sunday, right, because we hear from the Gospel of Luke. When we normally would have a psalm, we had that canticle that we, we said as a response between the two readings. And then we get a couple of chapters later this reading from the Gospel of Luke that talks about John as he has begun his ministry. And I have to say, Luke is a man after my own heart in writing his gospel because he clearly has a bit of the historian's flair to him. Because he wants you to know that what he's writing about really took place in a real place with real people. And so we get this long listing of all of the folks that were in authority and power at the time that he's writing about. We have the Emperor Tiberius. We have Pontius Pilate, which we remember from a little later in the story. We have Herod, um, a familiar name. Annas and Caiaphas serving in the high priesthood. These are all there so that the hearer or reader of the gospel can locate this very particular moment in time that Luke is talking about. Because it's important that the story that Luke is going to be telling us that we understand that it really happened in a real place with real people. And Luke, in reference to John, gives us this beautiful passage from the prophet Isaiah describing by reference that John is a voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight, talking about valleys being filled and mountains and hills made low and crooked paths made straight. When Isaiah wrote that, the people of Israel were in exile. The thought of being able to return home to a temple where God dwelled, where they could meet and worship God, where they could sacrifice and be reconciled to God, was a very distant dream when Isaiah is writing about someone coming to prepare the way of the Lord, coming to prepare a way for the people of Israel to come back home, making this rough terrain that they were in smooth and straight so that you could get there like a straight shot. Um, maybe what the new interstate will look like in downtown Birmingham when they ever get done with it, right? Not malfunction junction, which was the way the world was, but something that was straight and easy to get back home to God and to experience salvation. And that's what John is there proclaiming. The canticle that we sing, or that we said, which is about John, um, from an earlier part of Luke, I think is particularly curious. It's sung by his father, Zechariah. And it's the first thing that Zechariah has managed to say in at least about nine months. Because when Zechariah found out that he was going to be a dad, it came from the angel Gabriel. Gabriel likes to show up in Luke. And so before Gabriel goes to Mary and says, you're going to have a baby, he goes to Zechariah while Zechariah is at work. Zechariah is a priest, so he's in the temple doing priestly things in the temple. And the angel says, you're, you're going to have a son. Your wife's going to have a baby. And Zechariah, in a very calm, rational, reasonable way, says, well, I don't think that's going to happen because we're both old. And she's been barren the whole time we've been married. And the angel said, you know, really? 
You have an angel showing up to you in the temple of the Lord telling you you're going to have a kid and your response is to doubt. For that, you're going to have to keep your mouth shut until this comes to happen. So Zechariah leaves the temple and everybody clearly thinks that he has had this experience, but he can't tell them because he can't speak. He goes home and Elizabeth does have a is pregnant and has a child and it comes time to name the child and everybody in the village is amazed right that these two old people have managed to have a baby um, and they're like well surely Zechariah's going to name him after himself um, and Elizabeth says no we're going to name him John they're like no 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 get Zechariah in here he surely is going to name the son this unexpected blessing after himself so his name continues on and they go Zechariah what do you say and Zechariah says Nothing, because he can't talk. And so they bring him up, and he says, bring me something to write with. He says, the kid shall be named John. And at that moment, he can talk, and he sings this beautiful hymn. And the first thing that he says is, blessed be the Lord. And he talks about how our salvation comes from the goodness and mercy of God. And then he says to his son, you, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way. Not a lot of pressure for a little bitty baby, right? But you are going to prepare the way for the Lord. Then we fast forward to that reading that we get from the gospel where Luke is comparing John to the voice crying out in the wilderness. And John is indeed preparing the way for Jesus' ministry. He's out in the wild along the Jordan, baptizing people in muddy, muddy water, getting them to ask for repentance and, and forgiveness for their sins, to get ready to hear the message that Jesus is going to bring when Jesus begins his public ministry in just a little while. And John, in all this messy, muddy water, is there lifting up valleys and bringing down mountains to prepare the way of the Lord. But this time, it's not for the people of Israel to get back home to Jerusalem to build a temple where God can live. This time it's preparing the people of Israel to receive that God has actually become one of them in Jesus. And that this relationship and this reconciliation and this forgiveness isn't just in a place on a temple mount, but is actually living and breathing and is one of us. One of my favorite parts about Advent is that we normally always have these readings that give us all these details about these very real people. We get this, these, all these details about John and his ministry. We'll hear more about John next week. On the fourth Sunday of Advent, we hear about Mary and Elizabeth meeting and Mary saying yes to having this baby. We hear the birth narrative on Christmas Eve about a baby actually getting born and, and some uncertain, uh, in an uncertain world in a stable my favorite part about Advent is it's very much about the people that come together to prepare the way of the Lord to come and be one of us. And as we sit here in the 21st century, in uncertain times and stressful circumstances, exams to take, jobs to do, bills to pay, Life may be not going the way we want it to be. Advent reminds us again that even though Zechariah maybe didn't sing this song directly to us on the day we were named, that we have a role to play in preparing the way of the Lord. We have a role of playing, of calling and inviting people to experience a relationship with Jesus and to experience the salvation that God will bring to all of us. Amen. Amen.